0: You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun. We're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone U. Hey everyone and welcome to a another interesting episode of Ask Drone You. My name is Paul. My name is Rob and this is episode 1054. Glad that you're with us today. Really appreciate you taking a few minutes of your day to hang with us yes we actually cool. really do appreciate it and rob i appreciate your shiny dome as well yep yep you know why it's so shiny the makeup right? guy
1: didn't show up this morning so i'm a little shinier than normal peter where were you
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry i don't know which peter he's talking peter about <laughs> <Sorry. Peter> <laughs> I hope he hears that sometimes I just say people's name to just see if they're listening because like they're they're such Typically, it's only friends. But anyway, um, we're really excited to be here Uh, today We won't uh, BS as much as we did in the last show. Sorry about that We like to have fun (laughs) as well just like you but that being said today We're talking about bartering your services or your skills great way to build relationships but when is it too far when is it too much after reading the book give and take rob is here to break it down for you to tell you exactly when it's too much and when it's not enough but before we get to that we'll say a special thanks to one of two sponsors today Mm. sponsor number one is uh this bald-headed bureau over here Uh, I'm talking about the upcoming DroneU fly-in. If you haven't heard about it, DroneU's famous flight mission-based conference is headed to Santa Fe, New Mexico, April 4th and 5th of 2020. This is one drone conference you really won't want to miss because it's not like any of the other conferences. That's right. We actually fly the whole time. Shocker. With that said, this mission is supposed to give pilots two things. Number one is a challenge, a flight mission. You are literally given a set of instructions to complete for a client in a very difficult environment. Can you complete each one of those requirements? Can you go from station to station and follow instructions? You'll be challenged and graded against your peers. In addition to that, you can utilize all the material that you've shot to actually Put in your demo reel. Can you tell me another conference that gives you footage, material, and media that you can use in your portfolio? Didn't think so. Well, if you're like me and you love to fly, you love experiences, and you love hanging out with like minded individuals in which you can learn, then seriously, what are you waiting for? DroneYouFlyIn.com. Go sign up before the prices raise because they are going to go up. DroneUFlyIn.com Rob, who else are we saying thanks to as our sponsors for today? You know, we want to thank Fortress UAV, the guys I think they're in Texas
1: I Mm. guess I should have known that (laughs) It doesn't matter, you're going to ship them your drone It doesn't matter where they are Anyways, they do some good work Check them out at FortressUAV.com forward slash DroneU and if you use the promo code DRONEU all caps, you're going to get 25% off their diagnostic fee to figure out what's going on with your drone They have a pretty simple process. Again, if you go to that site that we just gave you, it'll take you step-by-step through the process. You ship them the drone, they let you know what's going on with it, and they tell you whether or not uh, they can fix it. If so, they give you the opportunity to say, yeah, no, I don't think I want to spend that money right now, or yeah, go for it, and they'll work with you to get it fixed and back in the air as soon as possible. Check them out, fortressuav.com forward slash drone you.
2: Hey, Paul. Hey, Rob. This is Trent in Austin. First off, thank you guys uh, for all you do and educating us every day. Today I have a question about bartering. What are some successful strategies that you've used to barter your your services in exchange for other services or uh, in exchange for a night stay at a hotel or short-term vacation rental or something of the sort? Uh, I've had a little bit of success doing this with uh, Airbnb or VRBO, but I've always known the uh, the people. So, communication wasn't as hard as uh, I know Airbnb and VRBO tend to filter those kind of messages out uh, before they can reach the property managers or the owners. Also, Paul, I know you've talked about having some success doing this with hotels. and My li- wife and I like to travel. So, this is a pretty interesting topic to me. If we were able to get a night or two free in exchange for, for photos. So what are some good, uh, strategies and what are some good selling points? And I guess with the hotels, who do we talk to? Um, is this like a guest service type person or how do we get to the person who is in charge of the marketing and all that? So any insight would be awesome. And, uh, again, thank you guys for all you do.
1: Thank you, Trent. And like Trent, you too can ask a question at AskDroneU.com. You know, it's interesting. We've done so many of these podcasts that I think many of you are thinking, man, all the questions have been asked. But you know what? They have not. New things are being learned, Hmm. discovered, figured out, confused by every single day. So what's on your mind? Let us know. Business, mapping, videography, cinematography. What do you need to know? What kind of drone do you want to use? We can talk about it, and we'd love to hear your
0: question at astro and um, I Yeah, it just makes me think of someone I really want to get on this show. But anyway, go ahead. Probably lots of people. Yeah, cool. actually. And uh, where's the time to do that?
1: Anyway, we'll go. find it. We'll find it. We are starting another series of the podcast, right? Pretty excited about it. We won't say any more than that, but I'm excited about it. I'm very excited about it, in fact. Anywho, I thought we'd get the boring part of this out of the out of the way. Okay. So that we could then get into more strategies and some of the things that you've done. You just did this a couple weeks ago. Literally. Literally a couple Literally. weeks ago, this came in very handy. So here's the bottom line from By the way, sort of I, a business I, standpoint. Go I, ahead. I just
0: want to, before you get rolling, yeah. I just want to say I really truly believe that was a win-win as well, because we traded for a cheaper price point for a, a, a house rental. Yeah. And that cheaper price point was cheaper than maybe the summer rates. But the more and more I learned, it was their slow season. So it really, really worked out for everybody. And that's what you need to find is truly mutually beneficial situations. But anyway, go ahead, Rob. Sorry. No, I love that. You're always trying to find a win-win. or At least
1: you should be trying to find a win-win. And
0: I know Chris Voss says only fools think of win-wins. And I understand what he's trying to say and to who. But I will just respectfully say, Mr. Mentor Voss, that uh, there are cases for true win-wins. I've read
1: the book slash listened to it three times. I'll do it again. It should be an annual book. But I am always geared towards trying to get into a win-win situation. Maybe that's just a fault in my character. Anyways, I thought we'd touch on a boring stuff. Like I said, taxability. It's just important that you know the IRS is going to want to tax bartering services, right? So. Yes, that's important. Even if
0: there's no money exchanged, because there's different kinds of barter, right? There's like a trade, like a flat trade, like you're going to do X for me, I'm going to do Y for you, that's it. Well, see, so here's the thing. The idea behind bartering is generally... This goes back. (laughs) Almost
1: zero sum, value for value, right? It's theoretically going to even out. And I think that's what a lot of people would suggest as to why they wouldn't go through the trouble of putting it on a tax return. However, and, and I get that, and I don't even necessarily disagree with that. Just know if there is a large discrepancy in terms of the value, then somebody should be putting on that that on their tax return. I'm talking technically putting that on your tax return for the IRS to know that that was income. It doesn't matter that actual dollars didn't exchange hands. Now, there's been some information out there that I've seen that bartering is illegal. That is not true. I want to make that clear. But the other thing is that even some states are starting to, and I don't know which states, I don't even know how New Mexico looks at this frankly, maybe I should, but they're starting to apply sales taxes to bartering, to barter transactions, which is really- States are?
0: Yeah. Well, do you know which states? I don't, I don't know which Because if it's California, states. don't worry, I'm not going there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, who eliminates freelancers? Like, what person in their right mind thinks it's a good idea that uh oh yeah, no, you can't be a freelancer. You know. know why they're doing that? Because they want to take more of your money.
1: Well, and you know, and, and in <sighs> that that particular case, <clears throat> that that sickens me. That's a whole different subject, but
0: literally, I if think If you
1: haven't read about this, read about what the California legislature has done to freelancers. And I think that freelancers are just, they can get out of California fast enough. It's going to kill Uber. It's just, it's maddening. And of course they do that under the guise of, we want to look out for the little guy so they don't get taken advantage oh, of by man. the corporation, right?
0: Oh, man.
1: Bull crap. Boy, don't maybe, get me on that
0: so Maybe box, if Paul. they actually educated <laughs> the people, they wouldn't need to worry about that. Okay, I'm, I'm done. Go ahead. <sighs> okay, take it down a notch.
1: Anyways, just want to let you know that it is important to be at least aware of the taxability of barter transactions. Um, Again, that's the boring stuff. Hopefully you have a CPA, somebody that you can talk to about this if you're doing a lot of this. And I think, you know, the, the barter economy is sort of coming back. It has been for a while. We look for opportunities to do that all the time. I think one thing that might be cool is how did it come about With the situation in Austin and and that barter situation, um, was it simply an ask
0: or, I mean, at some point you had to just ask, but what's what's the background on that? Well, you know how we've talked about how, like, uh, you have to believe in yourself and your services and the skills that you provide? I mean, obviously that becomes really clear when you fly around people and they're like, whoa, you're really good. But when you fly around people and those people have been around other pilots who fly, that's when you can really understand and gauge their true uh, perception of your ability to be a pilot. But you've got to have confidence in your skills, and you have to be able to show them what you can deliver. If you can't do those two things, then stop right now, go home, put on your sour pants, and go to bed. because you got to know your worth. You have to know your value. You have to know your strengths, and you have to be comfortable with your weaknesses. And for some, that may cause a crisis of conscience. And you know what? Good. Good. I think more people need it, because our society has really focused on eliminating a conversation that causes conflict. We're so divided, and yet the only thing that I think will save us at this point is having difficult conversations. Again, you know, I go back to that question: What's the intention? Is the intention to be right, or is the intention to be better? So I think that's so. I think it's so important to focus on. But anyway, you got to have confidence. You got to know what your your value is. Mm-hmm. This particular area that we stayed at in Austin is is one of my absolute favorite uh, Airbnbs, and I hate Airbnb. I absolutely hate it. I think it's the dumbest thing on the planet. Um, <laughs> I, I I really despise it. Um, I I totally see the need and value for some of these hotel regulations. That doesn't mean that I'm okay with the rent-seeking behavior of New York State and California when it came to Airbnb, because I think that this was a, a really needed evolution to cause uh, more c- uh, competition in the market, which I think actually did positively help hotel room rates, in all honesty. But I don't like Airbnb because of the lack of systems and standards, and that's pretty much it. Oh. Um, it, there's just always a different way to get into the house. It's always a different way to like do things. Um, and versus a
1: hotel where you go to the desk, they give you the key, you go to the room, the door
0: opens, mm-hmm. someone comes and makes your bed
1: and you uh, just like that.
0: It's seamless. Right? Yeah. It's, and you know what? I'm a convenience queen. All right. A princess. Whatever you want to call it. Nonetheless, you (laughs) stayed
1: in an Airbnb. I did, because I love these
0: people. Um, I stayed at this Airbnb about a year ago and decided to go back this year because we can put our entire team up at this house, which is really nice because... Some of us snore louder than a bear's growl. It. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> so you, know, you really got to have separate rooms for people. I never thought that would be a big deal, man. As the captain of the lacrosse team at UNM, I put four or five, six people in one. Hotel I'm room. surprised. <laughs> There's one
1: person on our team that, and you know who you are. I'm surprised, and we love you that you didn't stick him in a boat when he was sleeping and push him out into the
0: water. <laughs> Well, do you remember the blanket fort from a year ago in mm-hmm. Austin? <laughs> where, where they made a fort of blankets because he was so loud. <laughs> and he slept through the whole thing. <laughs> oh, anyway, you're a great worry. dude. Um, but okay, Airbnb, this property... Um, It was going to be like four grand for the week. And I just called the owner who's, who's a good friend and and we actually do business together. And I said, look, um, if I can give you some media and some material to bump up your Airbnb media and your VRBO and, and like everything else, you know, would you be willing to give me a discount? I didn't even ask for a full free sweep. I don't like doing that anymore. As I've gotten older, I've realized that there are innate costs to running things and I don't like to put people's hands behind their back, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of costs with running a house like that. And there's actually three houses on the property. He's seen my stuff. He's seen my Instagram. He's seen what I'm capable of. I think that um, he wanted to know from me what days and times that I would be filming to see a little bit of concrete confirmation that I'm actually going to do this and not just which was like, smart on his part. Mm-hmm, which is yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also something that you've got to be prepared for. It's how are you going to prove to them that you're serious about it? You're going to take it seriously, and it's not just a trade. So uh, whatever you know, you've got to. You're only as good as your last video. Never forget that. So that being said, I said, Hey, look, what if I give you a bunch of photos, give you a video, it'll be 30 to 60 seconds. I'll give you a little Insta edit. And, um, you know, you give me a couple grand off the price. And I said, I'll be honest with you. I'm happy to show you my square account and I'm happy to show you what I typically sell photos and videos for. I think I'm giving you a great deal. And I know that you're giving us a great deal and I respect you wholeheartedly. So, uh, I'm, I'm not going to screw you over. He really didn't even push back at all. He was actually really excited about the offer. Um, He knows my level of skill. Um, Mm -hmm. I just delivered the first set of photos and got rave reviews about them. I'm really grateful for that. I will say, too, that my career with Marriott, I'm not shooting for Marriott anymore. Uh, I wish I was. But I just, you know, when I'm focused on giving you guys all the materials that you need to succeed, it's really hard to do continuous drone jobs. I'm still doing them, like two a month, maybe one a month, but not in the same consistency. I went right. almost five months without taking a single job. Really? During the power season too, by the way. Wow. So anyway, long story short is... Uh, and that's, by the way, because of the
1: devotion to, to drone you yeah Yeah.
0: So, anyway, long story short is the way that I got my position with Marriott was because of doing something like this. Yeah, I forget the network, the website network name, but I came across that Marriott was looking to judge videographers and photographers. They would give you uh, all like a all what is it called when they pay for everything all all just, inclusive all inclusive stay, mm-hmm. including travel. Um, I almost ruined this whole thing, Rob. I literally almost ruined everything with Marriott and like some of the most epic shots that are still in the intro of this podcast. Like one of my favorite shots of all time is coming down over that bridge and just this perfectly smooth yaw that turns into a tilt as the drone is uh, descending into the canyon. And it's an extremely complex shot, one of my favorites because it just it really shows like what I'm capable of, and for me that's important. But anyway. I almost screwed it all up. I showed up to the airport an hour before the flight left. Mm -hmm. Typically in Albuquerque, that's not a problem. Right? right? But it's an international flight and you have to be there more than an hour before. I was there at 57 minutes. Uh Uh-oh. So literally I called Marriott and I'm like, "Uh, Mandy, um, you're not going to believe what just happened. I just missed my flight. And I'm here at the airport and like the flight takes off in 45 minutes, and I'm here, and they won't let me on the plane. And she was like, just get another flight. It's going to be okay. I need you down here. I think you have some skills, and I'm excited to work with you. Hmm. And when she said that, I was just like, all right, I'm all in. I'm all in. Got there five hours late, flew into Mexico, where I I got profiled myself. Yeah. for the biggest can't excise tax i Can't ever trust
1: made. those blonde kids.
0: <laughs> With big black cases. Literally, the customs line was closed. Everyone was walking through the door. They saw me in the office, please. like Literally. How many cameras how many do you have? How many bombs do you have in there? <laughs> <Yeah>. 13. <laughs> Excuse me? Like, I will never remember. I'll never forget the look on their face when I said how many cameras I had on me. And... um They were like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I'm just making YouTube videos, going on an adventure, Mexico, yeah. They were like, really? And I was like... Yeah, I, think, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But anyway, um, got down there, uh, got that gig for Marriott, got a couple uh, subsequent gigs from that. That is one of the best companies to work for, hands down. They really understand uh, their marketing, their social, and what they want. And I really got an inside scoop of working with such a large franchise like Marriott. And So that came about because of that response that you had to
1: some There site. was an
0: online network offering intro level jobs or free or trade jobs. Okay. For the opportunity. So it was essentially like Marriott's way of testing out like nine different videographers and saying who can we trust to reliably do this over time. Honestly, that wasn't me and I think that wasn't me because of drone you. And I it, it took me like what, 2 months to like deliver that stuff to them, which is uh, pathetic yeah you know that that's not feasible. But at the time, I had a skill that really no one else had. So <clears throat> that was kind of my uh, unfair advantage that being said, I found this site, you know, I was looking, it was kind of like staffmeup.com. It, it, it was not that site, but it was a lot like that site. If you're looking for something similar and Marriott just said, look, you know, we're hiring a bunch of people. Uh, we're not going to pay you. You have to prove that you know what you're doing, but we're going to cover every cost associated with it. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a jumping off point for my career. It was that and wake surfing and boat dealerships and, Man, I was uh, on fire. So.
1: so so part of what I'm hearing, because um, Trent's looking for strategies, right? And, and as are a lot of other people, because this is a really nice way. He said his wife and him like to travel. And it's a really nice way to be able to do that, obviously. I remember reading, or I think I was reading a while back, and it's still an issue, but where the uh, um, influencers, right? Influencers are reaching out to hotels across the world. At a ridiculous rate saying, I'm the next best influencer. Give me something free. Yeah. And the hotels and the resorts are freaking tired of it. Don't blame them. Right. And so there is that barrier Trent. And So I think that you have to realize, and and I'm not saying you don't, you probably do based on the fact that you called in and asked the question and you're thinking about these things that there's a lot of competition for this. And so when it comes to strategies, I think what you're outlining is, man, it's, We come full circle on this stuff all the time. Literally. Relationships. Yep. I mean, you've, and so you're asking, well, how do I get in the door? How does Paul get in the door? It's like, I mean, you went through the same door that everybody else did. Sure. right? It yep. wasn't some magical door. Same thing with meeting Mario in in Austin. Mm-hmm. How did you originally meet him just staying at the Airbnb? That's
0: a yes. But that story is really funny in itself too, because it totally tells a story of how people generalize about other people. And the fact that I didn't generalize about Mario and his family gave me the way in to honest conversation with talk him. more about that.
1: Oftentimes, I, mean, I the story,
0: but I think it's important. Oftentimes, people think that Mario and his family, who are from Guatemala, are like the local construction crew just working on the property. Yeah. they And I it's literally old. overheard a guest next door talking about that and saying, like, what are all these construction dudes around here? Like, they make me feel so unsafe. Oof. And if they just took the time to get to know someone and be open and honest, they would learn that those construction guys are not actually construction guys at all, but rather a family that really deeply cares about your experience on the property. And you know, I went up to him and I was like, hey, do you guys own this place? And he, uh, I'll never forget, you don't think we're on the construction crew? (laughs) And I remember just Mario and Ricky looking at each other like, this guy is not judging us." And I rode on my skateboard, I literally like cruising down the main drive on the skateboard, just wanted to see the water, you know, and there's just so much to be said about treating everyone as if they are family. Now I know that's not always possible, but in most situations, man, compassion is your friend. Yeah, and so but genuine uh, compassion. Anyway. And so part of the follow
1: up to all that is that this has taken some time for like the situation with Mario. I mean, it was a year later. Yeah, and there have been a lot of conversations, and in, in because there's been talk about going to Guatemala and doing some and things doing there some for him, and doing some multispectral mapping. Yeah, right. So there's been some other conversations in that in that process, and then it comes to the opportunity where hey, I think there's a win win here if I sorry, Mr. Boss, I think there's a win win here if I tell him I'll I'll do some videos and so forth for for a chance to stay. For less cost, et cetera, et cetera. Um, same thing with Marriott. I mean, that's that's kind of their shtick. I mean, that's how they give value to get value, is they've got this great these resorts and so forth. So that one's a little bit easier. But do you have any examples of just it, like your initial idea was I'm just going to see if these guys will bother you. me. I think
0: someone did did it better than I did it and, yeah. and I think that's the strategy to really talk about. Um, so uh, one of Sarah's friends, Cherie is, a, she literally is a travel um, reviewer. I mean, okay. she literally has a website where it talks about the different packages that she offers. You know, I've talked about this in the business course. If you've taken the business course, packages, packages, packages. Give people value. Don't Nickel and dime, everyone. Sure, you can do an upsell here and there, but packages, packages, packages. So she actually has on her website these three different packages that she offers photos, photo and review, photo and review to these sites, photo and review to these sites, plus a blog post, plus going out everywhere. So she is very definitive on what she's going to do for the particular hotel. And she has systematized it to say, if you want A, B, C, or D, just let me know. I love it because she's going to stand out right away. Yep. And she does. And mm-hmm. she is so smart. Um, she's married to the Beatles' producer's son, I think it is. I can't, I can't remember. Don't hear that every day. Um, Greg, who's an awesome guy. Super smart as well. Holy cow. Um, anyway. These two are two peas in a pod, but long story short is Cherie understands the structure and the perception of value because she has a site that has examples of her photos, examples of her work, examples of her review, so people can understand the language in which she writes. Language is so important, and in fact, I forgot one of the key points of the four-hour work week uh, from Tim Ferriss's book that I read almost two decades ago, which is the book called Words That Work. And it's all about, even though, and and this is a personal problem for me, even though you think you're saying X, it's being received as Y. Mm. So how do you formulate what you say to be received as, you know, you're intending for X and you want to be received as X, right? Right. Um, Now, this whole podcast for the last 1053 shows, I have not been really thinking about formulaically thinking about words. They just... Come out! I obviously have a lot of a lot to say, um, but. It's so important that language is specific because if they can't see the skill of your photography, what type of photography? Is it ground? Is it aerial? Is it HDR stacks? Is it HDR stacked panos? What level are you going to take this to? Mm. I mean, just like this morning, we were talking about that um, 15 image stack that I did for that property and the response that uh, it, it, uh, what is it called? Garnered. Um, Sure. Garnished. Um, And that... People see value oftentimes it's difficult with media to see dollarized value if you're not innately involved with media and you don't understand that you could literally go through 10 drone pilots who say that they know how to do hdr and they'll go up and they'll take off and they'll click the hdr button but they don't know that you actually should shoot an auto exposure bracket a five step or a three step stack those images together then stack each individual image stack together and then put all the stacks together yes it takes 30 minutes to make one pano. But you know what? You guys can't touch my panos because I put so much work into it. It goes back to Elon Musk. Guys, it's not hard. Excuse my language. But if you are willing to work harder than everyone else, you are going to be successful, at least in business. The hard part that I'm learning right now is balance, because success isn't always about successful business, but it's also about a whole other form of success, which is at home. Fantastic,
1: and one of the things that makes me think about too, Trent, as far as strategies, is make it more than, so maybe you do create a site, maybe you do give some place for people to go to see what you're capable of doing, so that when you reach out to them, you send them there, but I like that that you give them more than just, hey, I can give you this video or I can give you this uh, Instagram post. But you can tell them what to do with it or you can say, hey, I can even help you figure out what to do with it. So uh, you're expanding your services and you're going to stand out. And then if you can document that somewhere that they can see and see that you've done it for other people, then you're going to stand out. Because that's the big thing here is if you, are you these opp- numbers. if you share your numbers, these are definitely opportunities. Because all these resorts and, and whatever you want to talk about, they want their name out there. They want pictures of themselves out there, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of people vying to be the
0: ones to do that. So you got to stand out. Also, I'm curious to how long this influencer society is going to last. I'm actually really interested in this because our subscriber growth has been slower than pretty much everyone else, but it's also been the most consistent. And the type of people that listen to this show are the absolute type of people that I want to work with. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of people want to work with, right? And I mean, this goes to show of if you ever do some research on the number one college to hire people from, it would blow your mind. It's Chico State University in Northern California. And it I, like there are so many articles about this. Hmm. And it's all about the relatability. It's all about that these students have such a diverse culture that they're able to work with just about any type of personality type. And they're not so sensitive. They're, they're, they're tough skinned and they understand what it takes to work with teams Mm. and they have a lot of character, which is interesting to me that character, teamwork and passion are being put ahead now of grades, being put ahead now of extracurricular activities. I mean, like I will never forget my dad, first day of high school, he's like, you're going to take up a sport, you're going to do a club and you're going to get good grades because then you can go to whatever college you want to and you can do whatever you want. And I said, that's the formula. And he's like, yep, that's the formula. And, and it's just fascinating because I don't think that's the formula anymore. And, and and going back to the influencer marketing, I just think so many people are just sick and tired of being sick and tired of being fooled. Like there's so much yeah. bad information out there. I think that people, I think that there's going to be an evolution of media where frankness, honesty, and thoroughness are, are, are just going to be valued higher than the lowest common denominator because look, I mean, perfect example. Look at all the Mavic mini videos out there. So many videos, right? Yeah,
1: it's a race to be first, not the race to be best.
0: Correct. hmm On that note.
1: You'll notice we're never first with those videos.
0: No, I don't. It's not I goal. don't. I don't want to be either. Honestly, I've tried living that life. It is not for me. <laughs> I want to give people real, raw. No, I'm going to take some time to think about this process, and then I'm going to give you what I want. You haven't seen a Mavic Mini review from us, have you? Weird. <laughs> Except Got it not two weeks ago. Um, gosh, I love that drone because it has reinvigorated excitement for this industry, and I hate that drone because it's the most unsafe drone on the market. Ooh, that's a big statement. More to come later. it's really not hard to prove that at all. All right, well, like I said, more to come later on that. Oh, yeah. Can I just get the Skydio now? I'm ready to move on. (laughs) Yes. On that bombshell, for the guy who wrote the review to say, don't say on that bombshell anymore, um, (laughs) that is from a a good friend, Jeremy, if if you don't know where that comes from. But anyway... um, I will try to limit how often I say bombshell, okay? So anyway, but uh, we love you guys and girls out there. Um, thanks for, uh, really, really, we appreciate you. We, we really yep. appreciate the questions. We appreciate the thought. We appreciate the support. It really means a lot to us. So thank you. Hear, here. That's going to do it for our show today. This is another episode of Ask Drone You. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices.
2: We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.